Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Trying to do something here with Christian McCaffrey. Got a bruising block from Brandon Ayuk. Got another from Ray Ray McLeod. Turned it into a touchdown. It's a 65-yard lightning strike from McCaffrey. Stealing the momentum right back. Now, back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime rolls on here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy, Alan Stiles, Sterling Bennett with you. The 49ers victorious 30-7 to in week number one on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. A big reason, Christian McCaffrey, that highlight you just heard, Joe Davis courtesy Fox, 65-yard touchdown run out of the gates in the second half. That was a moment where you felt a little bit of pressure on the 49ers offense. So the Steelers scored to end the first half, got it back to a 13 point game if the Niners did not score to start the third the Steelers could have cut it to a one score game if they went down and scored McCaffrey said enough of that 65 yards to the house and great downfield blocking by both Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. and Ray Ray McLeod also running down the field 65 yards for Christian McCaffrey and I think Steeler fans at Acrisher Stadium, not Heinz Field. It's not no, Heinz Field anymore. No, it's Heinz. It's Heinz. Acrisher Stadium. It's a catch-up stadium. <laughs> and I think all of us here at 95.7 The Game watching at the studio were like, all right, that's it. That's the nail in the coffin. Niners back up by 20. There's still a ton of game left, but it just felt like that 65-yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. It ended things. It was Bill Paxton aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Well, and there wasn't a lot of hope, but Pittsburgh did grab that momentum, and you're thinking, all right, if they score here, you never know. Kenny was starting to look like preseason picket, and you know can't get it done. (laughs) And then McCaffrey just comes out and just says, yeah, I, I think we're good here. I think we're solid. So, again, two... Tone setters, beginning of the game with that fourth that, that fourth yeah. down call and then coming out of halftime, what are you going to do? You just gave up the touchdown. McCaffrey says, don't worry, guys, I got you. Puts the team on his back as he's going to do multiple times throughout this season. And the seal, I mean, the terrible, I mean, it was just sad. And I, I have no <laughs> ties to Pittsburgh, so I have no problem seeing the sad faces. But, it, I mean, they, 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 they were so excited for their new... They had new, their chains on, ready oh to go. Oh, my gosh, their new quarterback. He's going to take a step. We got the terrible towels. We're ready to go. This is our year. Pickens making highlight real catches. And the Niners just literally ruined their day. Whenever your team can ruin another team's day, it's a good day in the NFL. That spin move by McCaffrey off the line of scrimmage. It was a handoff to the left, spun off the edge, and then picked up some blocks. Ayuk absolutely sent, I forget who it was, Oh my on Pittsburgh's defense. He sent him flying, and that sprung uh, Christian McCaffrey for the 65-yard run. Uh, Was it Keanu Neal? No, it was DeMonte Casey. Who sent? Who Craig's sent favorite player? Flying. Yeah, shout out former Atlanta Falcon. <laughs> he went flying, and Christian McCaffrey did the rest. Sixty-five yards to the house. That made it a twenty-seven to seven lead. Uh, the the Steelers would not score in the second half at all. Game was over. Niners go on to win thirty to seven. But impress, Im, impressive display for the 49ers coming out strong uh, to start the first half, and again in the second half. 
Uh, and all around a fantastic performance for the 49ers. We should get into some areas where maybe there were some struggles. We'll get into that in a second. But first, let's go to the phones. Mitch in New Jersey here on Overtime. Uh, Mitch, you want to talk about uh, someone on the defense, I see. Drake Jackson. What do you think, uh, Mitch, in the 49ers' 30-7 to win over the, uh, over the Steelers? Boy, guys, I just think it was a great game, especially on defense. Love that line, Drake and Bosa. I'm glad they came on it. I mean, I'm, I wish I like all those guys, but I know you can't keep them all. Then they drafted four uh, teams linemen in what four consecutive years, and Bosa is like the best of the bunch. But I think Bosa and Drake, I think you got a great set of pair of uh, defensive ends playing every player. I, I think it's awesome, man. I mean, you can rest Bosa at times. It's yeah. a great game, great defensive battle. Yeah, it wasn't much of a game, right? Yeah, I know you're 100% right. I mean, 30 to 7, it was 20 to nothing early in the second quarter. The 49ers were dominant. Good call, Mitch. 100%. I mean, Drake Jackson is a major standout from this game. Three sacks. He had a pretty good start to his year last year as a rookie, and then he was a healthy inactive for a number of times down the stretch of the season. Good to see him step up. And if he blossoms into a legit starter opposite Nick Bosa, this defense reaches a different level because they didn't have that phenomenal edge rusher opposite Nick Bosa last year. You also add in Javon Hargrave, who's maybe the best pass rusher not named Aaron Donald from the interior of the defensive mm-hmm. line. Suddenly you have four guys who are legit guys on that defensive line. Oh my God, if Drake Jackson steps up, this defense is going to be incredibly difficult to score any points against. Drake Jackson's first sack since week six against Atlanta last year. Hmm. He had three sacks total last season. He had three today. Mm. He is this team's leading sack leader in week one, mind you. But Drake Jackson, a lot to prove. Former second-round pick. Body fell apart towards the end of, of last season. But Trent Williams talked about how his body is built like an all-pro-style player. And yeah. when you get praise from Trent Williams, a future Hall of Famer, and you come out and you show that in week one, um, the confidence should be high for a young defensive player like Drake Jackson. Well, and... Drake Jackson is kind of the, the Niners special, right? We saw it with Kittle. These guys that drop a little bit because they get injured in college, and then they're able to get them. I mean, well, Drake he's playing Jackson, out of position at USC. Exactly, and he get he gets injured. He was supposed to be a top pick. Shout out Clay Helton. The, the Niners. Shout end out up Lucas. Being able to get him. And look, I I'm not going to say I was on the Drake Jackson bandwagon, but I will say that play in the preseason when he did the extendo arm and he almost got the pick. I'm thinking. I mean, you can see flashes, and if he continues to just elevate and get better and better those answers some of the questions what's so funny no 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 so what's so funny so you you said i'm not on the drake jackson bandwagon it's flashback to we're sitting there on the couch okay. outside the studio sure. watching the early slate of games uh-huh. including the niners <laughs> every any guy who pops up on the tv you're like oh i'm so in on that I guy am in he's on that a guy. stud bryce young cj stroud drake jackson I'm in, on, I'm in until i'm out the minute you saw drake jackson do a backflip into his pool in. you said that's my guy i'm all in that's my guy. And, and, now, and now you come out and say you're not on the Drake Jackson bandwagon? Well, I, I, I'm I'm part of it. I just didn't want to come off as if, hey, I'm grabbing all these guys. You're riding the fence, man. Hey, Jump on in. When, when there's uh. a guy, look, there are guys that need to take the next step, right? And and like you talked about, Sterling, hey, who's going to be that opposite Nick Bosa? And you're hoping that he can be that guy. And we've seen some elevations here, and we want to continue to see it. So, yeah, maybe I am on the bandwagon. So what? I should be. You should be. Yeah, no. Well, be. then don't say you're not when you are. I am. I'm on it. <laughs> I shouldn't say I, 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 I'm not. I wasn't leading. You better be careful. I wasn't Alan. leading it. Get in the front of the bandwagon. And now I'm at the front of it. Okay. I wanted to be. I just didn't want to come off, you know. Well, he's an athletic freak. He has, he has the opportunity. I mean, and you consider who else is on that line. He's going to have the easiest matchup you could possibly dream of every single week, assuming that there's health on that defensive line. Well, and again, you have Nick Bosa, who's probably going to get you 15-plus sacks this year. Then you have Drake Jackson, who already has three. Well, the whole conversation was, can someone at least get you six or eight? Exactly. He's halfway there. Exactly. So basically what you (laughs) guys... come on. We need more than six or eight now. (laughs) Yeah, but still. (laughs) What you guys are trying to say is that I call... I call a home run for every pitch. I'm that guy. And then you will be right sometimes yeah. because invariably it'll You're not happen. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> hey, a broken clock is right twice a hey, day. Hey, <laughs> Drake Jackson, look out for that guy. Oh. Brandon Ayuk, technician. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not wrong. Technician. You're not you on the Brock Purdy bandwagon now? I was riding dirty with Purdy. Okay. You were? I didn't know how far we were going to ride. How dirty you were going to get? But we're, we're riding now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
That's a three. Uh, overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Allen Styles, Sterling Bennett. What did you think? Obviously, Drake Jackson was a standout, but there were a ton, really almost too many to name. Not many bad performances for the 49ers today, but what stood out to you? Let us know. Give us a call, 888-957-9570. Also hit us up on the Xfinity mobile text line, also 888-957-9570. We're also keeping an eye on the YouTube and Twitch chats. Uh, Twitch and YouTube powered by First NorCal Credit Union here on 95.7 The Game. All right, guys, we've been on the air for a little more than an hour. We've been pretty positive, as you should be, 30-7, to the final score for the 49ers. Let's take a moment. Let's get negative, Mark. Let, let's talk about time. a couple of the things that maybe didn't go well for the 49ers. Obviously, coming into this game, one of the big questions was, how is the offensive line going to hold up? It's a similar group from last year, but you have a new right tackle in Colton McKivitz, and his first matchup of the season Maybe the most difficult one he's going to face all year with T.J. Watt generally rushing off the left side of the defense, the right side of the offensive line. And at times, he made McKivitz look pretty foolish. Three sacks, two forced fumbles, one strip sack that kind of ignited the crowd for a moment in the second half. I think all in all, the line was good. There were just a couple of moments there where it looked like McKivitz a little shaky on the right side. My bigger concern to me, while yes, McKivitz struggled late in the game, he was pretty good early. Burford a couple penalties, yeah. Brendel a big penalty, pushed him out of field goal range. Um, there's small things like that, even in a big win like this, where you point to and say, we can still improve, and for a team that has these aspirations of being a champion that actually is this good and can put up 30 points on you with these, those small little things, that's what separates you come January, and you have to get those things done. they got 17 weeks to do it, mind you, mm-hmm. but it's small stuff like that where a field goal gets you a W uh, in the biggest game of the year. Well, and here's the thing. We're saying that it was a good W, right? Because you go in, and it is a good W regardless. But what we don't know, because we can't know, because it's only the first game of the season, we don't know if Pittsburgh was a little bit overhyped. Maybe. Right? We don't, we don't know that yet. So this game could look a bit different in a couple weeks if Pickett continues to be pumpkin Pickett, right? Yeah. So if, if that continues and it just seems like, okay, the Steelers, they were a little overhyped and it just ended up not being their season and on the other side, as the Niners move forward, if there's more pressure on Brock, there's more penalties, th- things like that, it's, okay, now Pittsburgh makes a little bit more sense. They just honestly weren't that good, and this offensive line does have some issues. And you know, and, and that's the other part of that, when we're going a little bit more negative. And it's really not even a negative, you know, when you go to, when you have a, a job interview and they say, hey, say, you know, what's something you, you could be better at? And you what's find your way- biggest weakness? My, my biggest weakness is <laughs> that I, I never know when to stop. I'm just such a hard worker. That's my, that's my biggest weakness. So I'm, I'm too so dedicated. <laughs> I'm, I'm too dedicated to my craft. And I saw a little bit of that early on I, throughout the game and even later in the game, right? When weirdly, some, because of the penalties, they had to throw the football a little bit of hero ball from Brock that I, I wish I saw a little bit less of. Let's just get rid of the football. You're up 20 points. Points, right, so that that's one thing I saw a little bit of. But he's a gamer; that's what he's going to do. But hey, man, this game is—they can't do anything on defense. Just throw the ball away, yeah. get rid of the football. Because there are a couple times, Sterling, we're watching, and Sterling, you—we were both saying, "Dude, just it's just let it go, just let it go." But that's Brock. Even in preseason, his first game, he's taking hits, and you're like, "Brock, just please throw the ball away, please. man!" Like, but even today, there were a couple plays where. His arm came into question. Is his arm okay after mm-hmm. getting hit by, I think, TJ Watt after recovering his own fumble behind oh, yeah. his back, which an amazing play by Purdy, but you're sitting there saying his arm's in that pile. Yeah. Get it out of there. shaking out his wrist afterwards. But it's, yeah. it's small stuff like that. But could I argue that, you know, the negative side of things, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. I would lean more towards the defense having the bigger questions still, if mm. there is any. Why? Mm. Well, because, okay, so... You're playing a top 10 defense in Pittsburgh. You're playing one of the best defensive lines, TJ Watt, Highsmith, Hayward for what, half? Mm-hmm. Then you're playing the Rams next week, who aren't a really good team. They're playing now, but who cares? Um, <laughs> and then you have to play the Giants later and the Philadelphia Eagles, and Seattle's a good defense. Whereas I can point to it and say, well, you also have to play against the Cooper Cups later in the year. You have to play against Jalen Hurts and, and Geno Smith and you know Tyler Lockett and, and Metcalf, where mm-hmm. I'm still looking at Ambry Thomas started, then got benched. Isaiah Oliver came in and played nickel cornerback to end the game. Who is this team starting nickel cornerback? I have no idea. And if you can't rely on Thomas or Oliver, it's Womack, and then that's the only guy back there. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the the question defensively in terms of who's your normal starting 11 because you're set everywhere else. You got 10. 
Yeah. Who's and the 11th guy? Yamador Lenore will be a starter. It's a question of whether it's opposite Mooney Ward at one corner spot mm-hmm. or if it is at nickel. It's between, it seems like, Isaiah Oliver at nickel, which would push Lenore to the other corner, right. or it's Ambry Thomas at corner pushing Yamador Lenore to nickel. good the first, what, quarter and you know a couple of drives and that last drive they said get out of the game we can't can't have you out there you're a liability right the only touchdown they allowed the whole game and it was enough for them to be like i right, get get out of here which even lenore himself going back to penalties two massive ones on that play lit hit on the receiver and then illegal touching and, and yeah. near the end zone that could have given like this game could have been 30 to zero yeah, and look, could have been forty to zero. Well, fifty to zero. What? Well, th- <laughs> at this stop point, there. they called off the dogs. And and here here's another here's another piece of this. And it's not really a negative. I think because look, Kenny Kenny Pickett became famous for that fake slide when he was at University of Pittsburgh. He's a choke artist. I I, I, I was Whoa. expecting him. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I was expecting him to run the football a little bit more to keep the defense a little bit more honest. He did not do that. He wanted to be pocket pocket picket and it did not work okay, out come on dude. i'm not gonna stop it's too easy it's Gosh. too easy i'm not gonna stop Holly pocket picket at this that's point that's exactly what he was that's exactly <laughs> what he was today so i'm looking forward here similar from stafford daniel jones that game thursday night game is it maybe a situation where okay he's a bit more elusive he can run the football because you can extend plays and that's where cornerbacks can kind of get left on an island because the game got wrecked for the Steelers so early, there wasn't very many situations where the nickel position was in a position where it could get exposed. Well, Deontay Johnson got hurt in this game, too, and That's Pittsburgh true. was getting momentum. Now, how much and how far would that have gone? But if Deontay Johnson, their starting slot receiver, plays and Isaiah Oliver struggles, mm-hmm. we're sitting here saying, you have to get that position taken care of by week two. Right. Yeah, Cooper Cup's not going to play, but again, you have Lockett and Smith and Jigba in Seattle. There are guys you're going to have to guard at that position where you're pointing to and saying, if it isn't Oliver and maybe it's Lenore, then you have Thomas. Like The nickel cornerback position wasn't really tested today, No, but it's something to keep back in your mind where in two or three weeks we're sitting back, you're saying... It might be a liability if things go poorly. Yeah, well, probably too early to start thinking this. The Niners certainly hope they have the solution in-house. But with the Nick Bosa contract, with all of the restructures they did elsewhere, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Eric Armstead, they suddenly have the most cap space in the NFL for this year. $40 million? So if there is a solution out there elsewhere, they have the ability to go out and do it now probably not a multi-year thing because they don't have a ton of space next year but if there's a a corner a nickel corner a specialist nickel corner specialist out there who's under contract for just this year keep him on the Niners radar because they have all of the resources they need to go out and acquire someone I know I'm getting ahead of myself no but if but- they're if they're in a situation where they feel they need to make that move it's the one real big hole they still have on their roster, they do have the ability to do that now. So if you could only make one move between shoring up this nickel position and maybe shoring up the McKivitt situation, you would go with the nickel? Mm, if I had to answer right now, probably I, I wouldn't do anything for at least a few more weeks. Like seven of them, maybe? Until the trade, trade deadline. <laughs> right. No, no, but I'm saying you had one move to make. You're going to make a move, and it's either cousins. To, it, it's either Sorry. to sure up. Okay, the you're nickel. gone. Yeah, yeah get I'll out. get out now. <laughs> the, it's to sure up the nickel position or to sure up the McKivitt situation. You'd rather sure up the nickel position, and you think you're good with McKivitt. I think it's the nickel for me. Yeah, I think there's like the edge posi- like or the the tackle position. There's an easy way to negate a strong pass rush. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. When you're playing against Cooper Cups and elite slot receivers in the NFL, you have to line up against them every single play, and you can't really negate them unless you're bringing a safety down, which you might do. That. Maybe Jair Brown's the answer. He didn't play much today. Maybe he's an answer in-house, but like you said, Mark, $40 million in cap space. If they have to make a move way later in the season, um, the text line asked 510, you know, how does Nick Bosa's contract open up so much space? Well, it's not just Nick Bosa's contract. It is restructuring Eric Armstead and Trent Williams and George Kittle, yeah. which frees up so much space to give them some flexibility as the season progresses. Yeah, it's a lot of just contract and money jargon and weird vocabulary. Money but move. Essentially, you guarantee a certain amount of money. You have a certain amount in a signing bonus. That gets taken out from this year or or next year like for example the nick bosa cap hits each year it's low this year low next year and jumps up to almost like 40 million in the future for one guy so it's just extremely backloaded and you're paying him 50 million out of the gate as a signing bonus which comes out of your cap hit elsewhere so 
just got to trust us on it. It's really <laughs> difficult to over to explain, especially over the radio, and it would be very boring radio. But they did a lot of maneuvering. Essentially, it comes down to Jed York's willingness to pay money up front right now. To pay it now and to free up cap space later on, including this year for your team. So, essentially, Jed York is willing to put his money where his mouth is and back up the best roster in football. Well, and if we look at this big picture, right, and whether you're in the Super Bowl or bus camp or not, how can you watch this game today and not think... How many Niner fans... You can call it 888-957-9570. How many Niner fans, the game ended... And you went online to see how much it would cost to go to Vegas. I mean, how can, how can you watch what just happened and not think, and obviously barring injury, and not think that this team has got to do it? Has there, what, what other situation have you been in in the Shanahan era which, where you felt like, hey, this, this is it, right? And I know. Michael Jackson. And I know there are different levels, <laughs> there are different levels of, Okay, well, I think we can get it done this year. Yeah. Or hey, we definitely have a shot. You watch the, you watch what you watch today. Who can keep their composure and say, "Hey, we got to see." I mean, there are level-headed fans out there. Don't get me wrong, but we don't do that stuff. Here, any Alan. any Niner fan who saw this today, you, I don't care what they're doing in in Foxborough right now with the Eagles. I don't care. I don't care. Look at what you just watched. Who is who is gonna get in their way when they play like this? Who's going to do it? Well, that's the thing is, it's not just about they can get to the NFC Championship. This year and next year, knowing Nick Bosa's contract, where his cap hit is so low, this is your two-year window. Yes, it'll be longer than that, barring an injury, right? Yeah. But they have a two-year window that's to exactly maximize right. this thing. That was the entire offseason plan. Add elite players in certain positions, Javon Hargrave being the primary one to point to, getting Nick Bosa back being the other one. They have to win the next two years. And... Starting week one, you're now one and zero. You're better than you were last year at this point, and mm-hmm. that's a good thing to be at. And you point to it and say you can win next week, week three, you can win that one too. And we could be sitting here and in a month saying this team is four and zero with their best starts in 2019. Yeah, no, 100. percent I agree. I mean, the, the way that the contracts are structured, it's giving them flexibility, especially this year. But it will become increasingly difficult the longer you go because that's when the gigantic numbers for Nick Bosa does does creep in. Um, in the sense of maybe things that didn't go great for the 49ers, and you guys can check me here, I, I might be out of line. This game, and we talked about it, they could have easily put up 40 if they really wanted to. It felt like there were some moments in the second half, specifically after the Christian McCaffrey 65-yard touchdown run. I know we all agree that is what when it felt like the game was actually over. You mm-hmm. go up by 20 in the third. You don't need to score again. Pittsburgh isn't even getting to double digits in this game. It kind of felt like the offense was stuck between two minds, whether they should try to add on more points or (laughs) just kind of be conservative and kill some clock. It was a little cluttered offensively, it felt. And if we're trying to find holes in a 30-7 to win, like it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to try to be really intricate with what you're doing. But it did feel like there was just a little bit of a disconnect on the offensive side, maybe late in that third quarter. I I get it, the game was over, but... it nearly it wasn't nearly as smooth in that quarter as it was in the first half. Yeah, and Shanahan's a guy who he struggled with that. Going back to his time with the Falcons, do I continue to do what I was doing? Do I do I switch it up? So I think he did get caught up in that. But ultimately, and I know we're purposely trying to to find the negatives here, but I do ultimately think that's a great problem to have. <laughs> we're up by so much. Should we keep going or should we call off the dogs? And they get caught somewhere in the middle. Real quick, guys, Infinity Mobile text line. I think we might have our text of the evening oh. so far. 510. Moody for three. Bang! Wow. There Moses Moody? Oh. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs> wow. let, let the joke sit, Mark. <laughs> let the joke sit. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. One thing I will say is it does bother me if they, if they are being stuck in the middle of you know, putting a game on ice or just kind of kneeling it out and letting Jordan Mason come in and run the ball. Mm-hmm. Why is Christian McCaffrey taking hits in the fourth quarter when you, when you have Elijah Mitchell, who did come in late in the game, but if you're up by 23 and you seemingly have you know, put it on film and say, we know this game is over, why are your stars still playing? Don't get it. Like That that bothers me. <laughs> don't get it. And even if they, you're up by so much, you don't want anybody to cough it up, but... One fumble, and you say, okay, let's go back to our starter fine. You have so much, you have a lot of leeway there, so I didn't really get that either. But even then, say you win the game still, but someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You're sitting back saying, why did Kyle Shanahan leave XYZ player in? Yeah. And we're sitting here saying, we won, but, and now there isn't that but. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here saying, yeah. you know, thankfully there isn't that, but 
hey, Kyle, you're up by 23 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Pull some guys out, please. Seems right. like Let high, go. Seems like higher risk. High risk and low reward yeah. at that point. But nothing happened that we know of, at least. Kyle Shanahan has talked. We will react to some of that sound coming up here on overtime on 95.7 The Game. But time for a quick break. Mark Randy, Alan Styles, Sterling Bennett with you an hour and a half down. We're still with you here on 95.7 The Game. Let us know your thoughts. Joe in San Francisco, I see you. We'll get to you first thing on the other side. Stay on hold. We'll be with you in a little more than five minutes as overtime continues after the Niners' 30-7 to win over the Steve in week number one, right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jake Moody. All right, so you got Purdy. Check. McCaffrey. Check. Jake Moody. And his NFL debut, three for three. Check. Steelers, not a whole lot to smile about today. 30 to seven, five and a half left. Now, back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Randy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime continues here on 95-7 the game after a Niners dominant win. 30-7 over the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in week number one. The 49ers, an impressive display to open the 2023 regular season. And yeah, you just heard from Joe Davis on Fox. Not only was the quarterback good, not only was the defense good, the kicker was good. Jake mm-hmm. Moody, 3-for-3 three three on field goals. Legatron. Made all Legatron. of his extra points. Niners win 30-7. to seven. Jake Moody, a big part of that, uh, of course. Hopefully that will uh, um, make Niner fans feel a little bit better about their special teams unit because there were definitely some questions about that coming into this game. But uh, Jake Moody, good. Niners win 30-7 to seven over the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number one. All right, as promised, let's go to the phones here. Joe in San Francisco has been holding on through the break. Joe, we really appreciate you holding on. You want to talk about Brock Purdy. Joe, what did you see from the 49ers quarterback today in week number one? Hey, hey, gentlemen. Uh, well, that was a good old-fashioned uh, butt-kicking. <laughs> um, but the thing about Purdy, you know, I want to say something slightly little different I haven't heard of, but he's sneaky aggressive. You know, he throws a nice soft pass. His timing is good. He sees the field. But what he does is he gives the big guys, Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey, chance to make a play. And that hasn't happened much over the past in years. Go back to two plays last year. Uh, he throws a deep pass to McCaffrey in the end zone. McCaffrey makes a diving catch. I think it's against Tampa Bay. Tiptoes, taps, touchdown. Against the play, in the, against the Cowboys, he throws it up the seam. The uh, Kittle, you know, one hand juggling, bumbling, stumbling catch. The pass to, to Ayuk was a pass. It was a really nice pass, but it was an even better catch. Peterson was all over him, but he he gives those guys, those you know, the school coach skill players, chances to make a play that it used to be a little five yard dink and dunk that we used to have here, and that I think that gives an expansion to the offense that the Niners haven't had before because you, you rarely saw. I won't, these guys will go nameless. The previous quarterbacks <laughs> attacking downfield, 
And uh, I just think it's something that we don't really see. Realize he's he's kind of a small guy. He's a great you know, throws a great ball, but he's aggressive. And I think that his teammates like him for that. What do you guys think? Yeah, Joe, good call. Uh, appreciate you here on overtime. I, I think the way he started the call, saying Brock Purdy is sneaky aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. Is it I, sneaky though? Maybe that's the one thing you disagree with. But I think there's a little bit of a misconception with Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. There's all the conversation, well, oh, it's just the system, oh, he's just a dink-and-dunk quarterback, you've got all these weapons. He extends plays, he lets it rip, he fires it into a tight window, the back shoulder touchdown to Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not open, that was incredible defense, but I think it was Patrick Peterson on that one as well, right? And, so many tells. And, well, yeah. And Purdy put it exactly where only, where only Ayuk could get it. I think I agree. Maybe you... You, Sterling, disagree that he is not sneaky aggressive. He's just straight-up aggressive. But I think when you look at how the rest of the world, the rest of the the country views him, they think of him as just the dink-and-dunk, take-what-the-defense-gives-you guy. But I think he's a little more aggressive than what most people give him credit for. Well, in this game specifically, I guess there's a difference between aggressive, and we've had the conversations about whether he's a gunslinger or not, or is he just really aggressive within this offense? And I would say the latter. I think he's really aggressive within this offense, which is exactly what you want. So if you go on, right, if you're not a Niner fan and you just watch the highlights from today, you're going to see the McCaffrey run. And then from Purdy, you're going to see all those slant routes to (laughs) IU, and he's wide open, so... I think nationally, you're still going to think, and then you're going to look at his his stat line, which I think will continue. I think Purdy's going to continue to be underrated because the stat line is never going to be outstanding if they continue to get up early and with the running game that they have. But you're just going to see Purdy hitting Ayuk on wide open slant routes. So I, I don't know. I don't know if. I guess, like I said, he rips it. He is very, I think I would say he is uber decisive Mm -hmm. instead of aggressive. I don't know, but I also don't know what aggressive looks like in this offense. Yeah, but you see a quarterback that's not the biggest guy, doesn't have the best arm, Mm -hmm. and you point to and say, well, well, he's Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. (laughs) 2.0. And then you watch him play and you go, he's nothing like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, he's great over the middle in the intermediate game, fine. But there were three plays today. Third and seven, find Debo after evading Minka Fitzpatrick. The back shoulder touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. There were other plays as well where the pump fake to Christian McCaffrey. Pump fakes, realize the play isn't there because the defender jumps in front of the route and finds Christian McCaffrey for seven yards. Like There's stuff like that where you point to and say, a couple years ago, that's a pick. A couple years ago, incomplete. A couple years ago, a sack. And today it's a touchdown, a first down, and you know a five-yard gain where Christian or Brock Purdy does things that other quarterbacks in the past five years here have not done, and he's also doing things that the quarterbacks that are no, not here anymore in Trey Lance, you wanted him to do. Right. Dare I say that Brock maybe suffers from, and I said this comparison a, a couple weeks ago in terms of how, again, and, and now I've had Tom Brady, and now I'm going to say Steph Curry, but in, just, <laughs> wow. in, ter- no, in terms of how easy... No, listen He's to me. No, listen to me. Uh. When Steph shoots a three, it, it looks easy. It looks like I could go yeah. out there and I could make ten in a row. Then I go out there and I'm Brickmaster Flex, right? But when Purdy, the things that he does... He makes things that are off schedule look on schedule. Just like what you talked about, Sterling. If you're sitting on your couch watching and you see that play to McCaffrey, you might think just another another dink and dunk Five to McCaffrey. Five yard gain, whatever. But if you actually, if you really break it down, and I'm sure JT Sullivan in the QB school will do this, <laughs> you'll see that wasn't where he wanted to go at first, and he made something out of nothing. So I think that the weapons on top of Kyle Shanahan. Makes things easier for Purdy, but I also think there's a piece of this where he makes things look easy, so it does seem like his job is is actually easier than it actually is. Maybe the where there's this disagreement or the disconnect in how some people view Purdy and how other people do, it's because of what Niner fans are used to and conditioned to seeing from their quarterbacks, right? So, I mean... Nick Mullins. <laughs> Money Mullins. Jimmy Garoppolo never... I don't want to say never. Rarely would wow you with an incredible decision, an incredible throw. You see someone in in Brock Purdy come out who doesn't seem incredibly, in in a similar way, he's not going to wow you with with a physical tool. There's no real physical gifts there. 100%. He's quick. I'd give him... He's decisive. I'd give him... No, no, I was going (laughs) to say speed-wise. I I would give him above average speed. 100%. But you're used to a quarterback who, I don't want to say they're the same guy, but 
they're relatively similar in the the way in which they're effective. Sure. It's good decision making, quick decision making, hitting the the short route mm-hmm. in 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 motion on the money, and so maybe what Ford and Adder fans are feeling is, hey, this is a a little bit different in terms of the aggressiveness than what we're used to seeing. But in the lar like he's not Patrick Mahomes level aggressive, of course, because. No one is that level of aggressive. And sometimes All I know is one team's only one right now, and it's not San Francisco. <laughs> sometimes it, it doesn't <laughs> help Kansas City. He threw a lot of interceptions last year, Mahomes did. But I, maybe part of it is just we're, we're shaded in our viewing and our expectation of Brock Purdy because of who we as Niner fans are used to seeing quarterbacking this team. Yeah, and you like, I think people in general like to put other people into a box, right? And when you look at different quarterbacks, you're either a pocket passer mm-hmm. Or you're a running quarterback, a dual threat guy, and someone like Brock Purdy, you can't really put into a box right now, right? I mean, I, you could use, I, I don't know if he's a gunslinger or not. It depends on your definition of gunslinger, but okay, he plays within the system, but he makes off schedule throws. He doesn't have a cannon, so I don't really know if he is a gunslinger, but he, he breaks down. So you, so we always try to do comparisons and put some, and we've tried, whether it's, you know, people just look at his size and they'll say a Drew Brees or just because right. of his size and things like that. But I think Purdy is a bit unique because, he he's he's good at a lot of different things. I don't I don't I actually don't even know what I would say he's great at besides the fact that he the way he game plans and the way he processes that might be his greatest attribute and number 2 might be his elusiveness and then you start going down and those are things that you know, when you talk about going to combines or showcases, those things are not combine traits or those things are not showcase traits so you don't look at them the same way you look at arm, speed, things like that. So that's why I think Purdy gets viewed and you're just a little bit confused when you watch him because you're like, that's really good. I'm not really sure what was really good about that, but that's really good. Today he had no passing plays that were turnover worthy in my opinion. None. May- maybe one to Peterson well, how many over tips, the middle. How many tip balls were there anyway? There was a couple, but I don't know if that was like on him is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. To me, what separates Brock Purdy from previous quarterbacks here, or even you know guys who are ranked you know 12 through 17, is that he can push the ball down the field, not 60 yards, not like Mahomes and Allen, but like today, Brandon Ayuk, back shoulder fade in the end zone, and there was no space, but yeah. he found some area to make a nice play. What he does is 15 yards over the middle, then then a splash play. Whereas there may be 10, 5, 7, whatever it is, five-yard receptions, seven-yard receptions, but then, boom, here it comes. Right. And we talked about earlier in the offseason, does or do teams fear Brock Purdy? I think Pittsburgh did today. Well, you just brought up a good point, Sterling, because Tomlin said we're more so scheming against Kyle Shanahan than Brock. Mm-hmm. And people said, well, that's bulletin board material for Brock. Again, another chip on the shoulder. There's a lot of bulletin board material for Brock. I don't know what the, what were the Steelers... Talk about too much dip on your chip. I mean, you had a good pre... I mean, what are you guys doing? I mean, seriously? <laughs> now you're walking back with your tail between your legs. I mean, what, what was... No, no, towel between your your... Thank you. That was very good. Very good. That's a four. That's a four. That's a good one. That's the best one of the day so far. Much to my chagrin. So I don't... I don't Keep trying, Alan. I, I will. I will. I, don't, I just don't understand, A, what their process was their thought process and then going back to going back to to Purdy and whether you have to scheme against Shanahan or Purdy yeah again in in Tomlin's mind that play when Purdy shook, uh, shook off Mika Fitzpatrick that's not scheming against Shanahan okay you actually schemed that correctly cuz you had him dead to rights but Purdy that's a play right there where Purdy just took it to Tomlin and said yeah you you can scheme as much for Shanahan but you can't scheme against that yeah, no, and you have, I mean, just a capable quarterback with what Kyle Shanahan has the ability to scheme up considering the weapons. I mean, you're going to have to plan for that somehow, and it's difficult to because there's so many different ways that Brock Purdy is able to go out and, and beat you, which is what's so impressive because he's so comfortable given just, I can't even imagine what should be running through your mind. But, oh, I got McCaffrey on one side, I got Debo and Kittle, and then I uke over the middle. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't know where the hell to go with the ball. Be overwhelmed with decisions. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like any of them are necessarily bad decisions, certainly on a certain route. Some of them are going to be covered up more than others. And you have your first read, you have your second, you have your third, you have your dump off in the flat, if it's use check or whoever it is. I would be overwhelmed in a good way 
because you have so many options and you have so many reliable options. It's just, it's really impressive his composure. Everything, whether it's a blitzer coming free, we already talked about that, where he sensed it, spun away, ran to the left, made a throw to Debo for a catch, but it's also just knowing where to go with the ball on any given time. That the play you talked about earlier, where I forget who it was that was covered up on the first read, he, he kind of wanted to throw there, pulled it back, yeah. and then threw over the middle to McCaffrey. His ability to just make the smart play like that, what we have, I think, seen and learned from Brock Purdy is it's rare that he makes the play that sinks you. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he, will make, he will make fantastic plays mm-hmm. as well. But it's not like he's going to be going out here throwing 50-yard bombs every game. That's not who he is, and it's not really what this offense is. But he rarely makes the mistake that kills you. But and I, it's sometimes yeah. what killed the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo, because he would lock in on a target over the middle, throw right between the numbers to Bobby Wagner in the middle of the defense. Like It's just simply oh. what happens sometimes. Yeah, well, Cody well, doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. But, that, but I think that is why there is an argument about Purdy... And how much of it is Purdy and how much... Now, today, there wasn't a lot of Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, only three catches. Yeah. But you did even see, and I think that's where some of the nay, the naysayers had some things to say, because before Jimmy did get hurt, it didn't look like this, no. But you also didn't really see the Jimmy O no throws, because you have the ultimate escape valve in Christian McCaffrey. So I, I, you, you can't have that conversation and say, he doesn't make any terrible decisions or hasn't. Right. Now, I don't think it's all Christian McCaffrey, but I do think knowing that, it's almost as if, hey, I would look like an idiot here if I forced this when I have Christian McCaffrey. I find it funny that we spent the entire offseason debating quarterback two and three here in San Francisco. We sat back and Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, who is it, and whatever. But mm-hmm. we spent all that time debating it when in reality it didn't matter. Like every no. time Brock Purdy has come out on the field, he looks like the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can play for 20 other teams. And it's funny to me that throughout the entire offseason, and look, Brock Purdy to the day is six months removed from surgery. Like He should not be doing this right, right now. He shouldn't be playing week one, but he is. And he's playing at a high level, making good decisions, hitting amazing throws to Brandon Ayuk in the end zone, scoring two touchdowns, leading an offense that has put up the most points in the NFL thus far. Like, what Brock Purdy's doing... If you ain't bought in now, my goodness, hop on Allen's bandwagon and ride this thing to the house. Hop on. There's plenty of room. There's always going to be room. Hey, uh, Jacksonville put up 31, actually. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, come on. Oh, sorry. Come on. Hey, I just who, got a fact check. Who they that for during the who break. The Indianapolis Colts. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's go Let's go back to the phones here. Jeff in Michigan wants to weigh in, and I'm actually glad Jeff's going to bring this up. Uh, I wanted to bring it up, but it, it slipped my mind until this point. Jeff, what's up? What did you see from Brock Purdy and company today in week one? Well, we saw a great game, and I, like I said, I wanted to bring up the ringer putting him at 32 in the quarterback ranking behind Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Kenny Pickett, and pretty much every other quarterback in the NFL. So what do you guys think of that? I mean, that's—I mean, have you guys ever seen a QB that went to the NFC Championship game get so much disrespect in the offseason? No, Jeff, that's a fantastic question. I feel like normally, almost no matter what the quarterback is, who it is, it, it could be a guy who has done nothing in his career. You're going to be ranked ahead of the rookies, yeah, generally, was, is what happens. Well, for 33rd team, not to get too in the weeds, <laughs> but wasn't it? Wasn't there a—this wasn't—was this just— a writer's take, or wasn't there an equation that they used to come up with this, or is this someone else? Because I know I looked at different ones, and I've seen Brock ranked 17. Yeah. I've seen him 15. So I, I know all, all it takes is one. I mean, we know right. Michael Jordan. You, you could find something. <laughs> and being 32, it doesn't really matter. If your metric has Brock, I, I guess the thing is, it doesn't matter whether it's metrics or not, because if your metrics have Brock at 32, your metrics are wrong. It's something, science. Something is, something is wrong there, because I don't know how you have him dead last. But again, that's probably how Brock likes it, to be completely honest. I mean, he's kind of undersized. Really, it's more about his, his stature versus his actual height. I don't think he's, he's not, he's not tall, but I, he's not tiny like Kyler Murray or anything like that. But he's, he's slightly undersized at the quarterback position, even though he went to a, 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 a power five. He's still Mr. Irrelevant. So mm-hmm. Brock, at some point, whenever he does get, 
the the notoriety that he probably wants or Will doesn't that want. Will that ever happen, though? Well, but probably not because of a couple reasons. Because if, if the Niners keep on getting ahead... Now, they have to win, Exactly. You. I don't know how comfortable Brock would feel with people saying that he is the guy. Because he's, he's, he's ne- it's never been like that in his career, right? I mean, what was it on? I just finished watching Varsity Blues when you go from being the bench warmer to the starter. Oh, okay. And I don't, and I think Brock would be fine either way, but I think he likes having that chip on the shoulder. And when you see him make a, a, a run like he did and he's doing the first down, I mean, look. Talk, I love that. Talk, talk love your that. talk. Talk your talk. And, and he deserves to do that. So I think Brock likes it, and I think Shanahan likes it. I have a guy who's going to continue to work his tail off, and the way we're built, he's always going to be a built underrated because yeah. we're not going to be in very many shootouts because we're not going to need to be. It's almost a perfect situation. Do you think that the system in which he plays and with the weapons he has, and like his stat line today, what was it? You know, 220 yards through the air, 19 of 29, 7.6 yards per, per attempt, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Rather underwhelming performance when it comes to yards and attempts, like that's going to be his stat line the majority of games. That's what it was last year. Right, and so, but we saw that when the going got tough, he made good plays, won two playoff games, beat the number two defense in football with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Could I argue that the system in which he plays in would be his biggest strength, but him getting the credit he might deserve might be his biggest weakness? But we've had the same conversation with Jimmy, right? No, Jimmy was ranked. People were talking. He's a top ten quarterback following 2019. This quarter, this head coach said, "No, Tom Brady. I want Jimmy G." Like, well, like, could Shanahan's system, for as great as it is, and look, this team is going to win double digit games this year. Purdy's going to look good, or we hope he does look good mm-hmm. in every game this year. Just, just to the call, the, the ranking that the caller was. Uh, uh, referring to the Ringer NFL quarterback rankings, Brock Purdy thirty second. The only two starters behind him, Sam Howell and Josh Dobbs, according to this that's, ranking. That's like disrespectful. It's crazy. Quarterback straight ahead of him, C.J. Stroud, rookie. You're lying. <laughs> Desmond Ritter, Falcons, who's a second year player, but in his first year as a starter. Baker Mayfield of Tampa Bay, Anthony Richardson, rookie. Bryce Young, rookie. Kenny Pickett, who he just outperformed. Justin Fields, Jordan Love, and so on and so forth. Well, then it becomes a question here, and that, that's why we kind of mentioned Kenny Pickett missing on some of the on-schedule throws, because then it becomes a question, and I've done it, I'm guilty of doing it, well, what would ex-quarterback look in this yeah. system? Mm-hmm. And we saw Kenny Pickett miss on throws where it doesn't matter your system, doesn't matter your guys, you missed an open man, yeah. right? So that's where I think Brock will continue. I, to answer your question straight up, Sterling, yes, I think so. But I also don't think that I also don't think it's only a, a Brock Purdy thing. Yeah. Tom Brady, who was the GOAT, had to go to Tampa Bay and win another one because people were saying, is it Belichick? And we now know it was not Belichick. So it's I agree. I agree. I think he'll always be a bit underrated unless we're talking a couple, a couple Lombardis. Right. Here's a comp, and he also was on his rookie deal. After Russell Wilson won that first Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right, did anyone call Russell Wilson elite? I don't, I don't think so. It was, don't mess things up. We have an elite defense. So I think, and I don't think he was putting up numbers like this though, right? He was scrambling a little bit. He was not messing things up. So if they go out and they win the Super Bowl, I think, I think one Super Bowl in this system, I think there could still be some naysayers out there. You start stacking up Lombardi's, I think it gets real quiet, right? I mean, we know the Trent Dilfer, we know those comps. So again, I think that it'll, I think that there'll always be somebody if Brock's always in the system. But it, this is that's what happens across sports. I mean, Tom Brady's dealt with it. Mahomes dealt with it. Hey, without Tyreek, what's he gonna do? So, yeah, I don't, but but if 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 we're comparing the ratios, like. How good are they versus how underrated they mm-hmm. actually are? I think the gap will be bigger with Brock, to your point, than it will be with some other QBs. Am I wrong to just say straight up I don't really care? Because he is. Well, if you win, who cares, right? Exactly. I mean, he's in this system. He has an incredible scheme drawn up for him by maybe the best offensive mind in the league, one of. He has maybe the best group of talent around him. Mm-hmm. He's in a position to succeed, and frankly, nationally, I don't care if people give him the credit. And they don't care either. Mm. They, I, don't, I don't think inside that locker room they don't care. Like, I'm telling you, man, they prefer it this way. Right? Now, it's, here's the thing, though. You can't think that Purdy is terrible and have the amount of people that have, 
that have the Niners at least in the Super Bowl or winning it as nationally. So I don't really care about the 33rd team. I don't think there are a lot of people that think Purdy is the 32nd best quarterback. I just think that, to your point, I don't know how many people think that Purdy is... Could he get... If we're saying top 15 should he be there now maybe we just need to see more right it's been what do we say this is his his ninth game in total right eight yeah, that eight, he's finished start so maybe maybe that's what it is so i i don't know i i hear what you're saying i think there will always be that but to your point let's say let's say they don't win a couple Right. Let's let's say they get really close, like they've been doing. But you gotta pay Purdy. You end up paying Purdy, mm-hmm. and there's no more Debo. Right. There's no more whoever else Kittle, whoever. And now you got to go out there. You're worth more when you pay these quarterbacks more. We're paying you to cover well, at that what point, you're missing. At that point, do is Purdy's price tag the reason why we think he's so good? Like if he was making he's definitely the best value out if, there. If he was making ten million dollars this year and put up two hundred twenty-two yards or two hundred twenty yards and got two touchdowns, that's a great and, point. And you won. Is it like we need to upgrade a quarterback that's here? That's a great when point. You're, when you're eight and no with the guy, why'd you choose ten million dollars? You that's know what Trey you, Lance is making. You know why I picked it? I don't know. I think it. I think. I think it's hard to have the conversation about Brock Purdy without mentioning the story. And I think that's what gets tough about this. But I think objectively yeah. we'll get to a point where it's that dude's just good. Yeah, and he was good today. Helped lead the 49ers to a 30-7 to win on the road in a tough environment. Pittsburgh is not an easy place to play. The Niners, at times, for much of the game, made it look easy. 30-7, to the final score. Niners beat the Steelers, a quality football team, by 23 points and made them look not quality at all throughout that entire game. All right, two hours down here on overtime. We've got one more hour to go. If you want to get in line, call now, 888-957-9570. We have some sound from Kyle Shanahan after the game addressing the media. We'll get to that and more. It's overtime with Mark Randy, Alan Styles, Sterling Bennett. More coming up after this on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 